You are listening to The Mark Milton Show with a smash. Hosted by former Department of Justice Tax Division Attorney Mark Milton, the STL tax lawyer. Here's Mark Milton. All right, you're listening to The Mark Milton Show with the smash and Sally broadcasting from the revamped Miller Furniture Studios here at STL Tax Lawyer Headquarters. We got these dynamic microphones. I like them. We got an amazing uh, Rodecaster yep. Pro, but yet we still struggle to silence our phones during the recording. I had mine silenced. Smash, <laughs> smash, smash, smash. Uh-oh. You had exactly one of four elements on your phone silence. I went and checked Smash's phone, and for a record, for those of you who may be new to the podcast, Smash and I are both rebels. We haven't joined Team iPhone. We both have Samsung Galaxies. So I went to check Smash's phone. I'm like, Smash, you were just looking at one thing. So I expanded it, and it said, phone calls turned up. That evil sibling of Siri, Bixby, turned up. Well, why don't you just click the button? Isn't there a button on the side like the iPhone? You just click it to silent? Are you yelling at me? Yeah, I'm raising my voice. Well, no, it's. You see, they don't quite make it that simple. It'll mute the ringtone. There's no toggle? You have to actually expand the volume if you want to make sure that everything is down. Well, see, I got the evil eye from Solly during the last segment with the great <laughs> Troy Robertson. I picked up on it. See, I was able to quickly address that issue because I was texting it, while on non-silent mode, and it picked up on the mics. Exactly, because that's the other thing is... On every phone, there's a setting with you know haptic sounds or system sounds where you get those noises sometimes when you're texting. I know I always keep it turned off because I can't stand it anytime on mine. Well, we've we've addressed the issue. We're we're cooking with gas now here in the Miller Furniture Studios. Speaking of gas, smash. Have you seen gas prices? Terrible. Over six dollars in California, close to seven. Oh, I think over seven for like premium. I mean, this is insane. It's getting to be out of control. Yep. And and Tuesday, Joe Biden cuts off Russian oil, Russian oil imports. And I got to say, there was a, a segment earlier this week, Tucker Carlson did, and he called it um, moral panic. He said, mm-hmm. moral, what we've experienced the last two years, he described as moral panic, and it's led to pretty devastating things. And he, the first one would be you know, the killing of George Floyd and kind of what happened after that, right? You had the yep. BLM. Uh, movement. You had all of this sort of moral outrage across the board, corporate America, all these things. And and the more layers you peeled back on the BLM onion, you realized, okay, this group might not be as as noble as as you know what people made them out to be. Um, oh wait, George Floyd, you know his past maybe not you know not not the greatest. And, and same with the uh, incident in Wisconsin. All these facts come out later that sort of make you sit back and say, well, was that response? Was our reaction really justified by the actual facts? Um, and then obviously the destruction, the devastation that was caused by all the riots and things like that. Yeah. COVID same thing. I mean, you have people who got on this moral high ground, uh, you know, through the COVID pandemic uh, acting like, you know, we need to be taking all these measures or else people are going to die. Right. If you disagree, people will die. Blood's on your hands. And, I think, well, we've already kind of, a lot of the narrative has already been debunked as far as effectiveness of mask, the devastating consequences of masking our children for two years, the impact that can have, suicide rates, alcoholism, domestic abuse, all those things that in my mind were totally 
foreseeable. I mean, we talked about it on this show two years ago how, you know, you can't you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You can't just you know totally ignore other aspects of society in issuing these mandates and, and and shutting down the economy. And I wonder with the situation right now in Russia, or excuse me, I guess Ukraine and, and the, the the war with Russia, the the popular reaction is. Well, we've got to stand with Ukraine, right? You see the hashtag stand. What does that mean? Because to me, if you're really talking about standing with Ukraine, that means putting boots on the ground in exactly. Ukraine, killing Russians, fight like fighting, right? Yeah. So we're kind of doing this weird tap dance where we're saying all these things, saying that we're standing with Ukraine, we're doing these sanctions, kind of tiptoeing around actually going to yeah. war with Russia. And Vladimir Putin has said these sanctions do tent, are, are tantamount to a declaration of war. Yeah. Um, now you've got uh, Anthony Blinken, who's the Secretary of State, who, in my opinion, is as completely incompetent as you could possibly be. What happened with, with Afghanistan, let's talk about Afghanistan, too. I mean, you had a situation in Afghanistan overseen. The withdrawal was overseen by the Biden administration. A lot of the key players, okay, you think about Secretary of Defense Austin, Secretary of State Blinken, the National Security Advisor. All these people were in position, these positions then which was a complete disaster. The media has given them a total free pass on that. Yep. They're all the ones now in charge of this Ukraine situation. Is that not concerning? And it fooled me once, shame on me. Yeah. Or was it fool me once, shame on you, fool me yeah. twice. I mean, I'm concerned. I really am concerned that we're going to have an all-out, full-scale war with Russia, and it's going to lead to absolutely catastrophic consequences. Well, we are having an all-out war with Russia. We just don't know it. And we're also fighting the Chinese. We just don't know it. This is all preliminary, and I'll tell you what it is, Matt. When China unleashed the COVID and didn't tell us about it, uh, that was an initial throw of, of the gauntlet. You've been right? on the germ warfare. You've been beating that drum it's since germ the warfare, beginning. Right? So they sit back and say, let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Putin now goes into this country. With and China's blessing, by the way. China's he waited blessing, until after yes, the Olympics yeah. and yeah. told Xi he was going to exactly do this. Right. With China's blessing, he goes into this country, Ukraine, innocent country, supposedly, and um, he and the world is seeing how does freedom back freedom. And right now, you can't say that freedom stands up for freedom because if you're standing with Ukraine, you got to be there fighting. Because if you'll notice, Ukraine ain't say nothing about thank you for standing with us and all this stuff because they know you ain't standing with us because you ain't there fighting with us. If you're standing with us, you're fighting with us. And don't tell me you're standing with us when, uh, when you ain't fighting. Right. And then what you're going to have is when these Ukraines get completely destroyed, yep. which is likely to happen at some yep. point, they're going to sit back and say, well, America's not our friend. So now we've created a whole population of people. They're going to say, well, America was supposed to have our back. Yeah. We gave up our nuclear bombs. We gave up our, our, our fighter jets because yeah. we were supposed to be given security from Russia. And now we just got our, our country and our people completely destroyed. Yep. So like by acting like we're supporting them, but we're really not in terms of like actually fighting. And I'm by no means advocating for a war. I think this idea that we get engaged in conflicts to quote unquote protect democracy or ensure you know freedom for people i mean look how that worked out in iraq or afghanistan i mean that was sort of these were freedom missions right we're going to ensure well not every democracy doesn't work everywhere yeah. 
right? right. Ukraine also has had issues over the years in terms of corruption and things like that, which, by the way, Joe Biden was the one in 2015 who basically said, we're not going to give you money unless you fire this prosecutor who was investigating Burisma, which is an oil and gas company that Hunter Biden sat on the board of. I mean, these things are like, when you sit back and you think about where we are, it's like, you got to kind of tap the brakes a little bit and think, okay, is cutting off 20% of our oil supply for Russia from Russia really a smart move? Is us going out on a limb and saying we're going to stand with Ukraine from the beginning of this conflict really a smart move? Because now what you have is Russia in bed with China, America exposing its currency in the you know by cutting off Russia from the financial the basically yeah. the US dollar, they've made Russia more dependent on the Chinese currency and others too, by the way. Not yeah. everyone's jumping on board. Yeah. Uh, India is another major economic force that is not necessarily taking sides here. Like, why did we have to take a side? I mean, I get it. Look, the images are horrible. You know, you don't want to see war. I mean, it's kind of, it actually is sort of surreal to watch like a, a a modern war where you have things being destroyed. I mean, we didn't, obviously didn't live, I didn't live through world war two, but I mean, I don't think we've seen this kind of destruction since the wars in I guess Iraq where you had, I mean, in Afghanistan, it wasn't like modern buildings getting destroyed. Like here you have like office buildings, yeah. apartment buildings getting blown up and, yep. you know, real people being hurt. And I tell you what uh, else? This is the great Smashdradamus speaking, all right? Yeah. All right. Predictor of the future. The gasoline that we are buying from ben- Venezuela because we are not buying from Russia <laughs> anymore. Let me stop. That's Russian gasoline. It's being sold to Venezuela who then sells it to us, and thus we are supporting Russia because Venezuela is not giving up any of their oil and gasoline to us because that's their supply for their future. But Russia sells to Venezuela. Venezuela sells the Russian oil to the U.S., and it just keeps going around and around, vicious circle. Well, there's always going to be a black market for the oil. I mean, the prices are going down. So in a way, also, it's lining Putin's pockets even more because – by cutting them off, it's skyrocketing yep. the price of oil, which he still has plenty of, to be able to sell. Look, I, I want to play a, a clip here from this guy. I mean, I saw this clip, and I just, I was like, man, this guy may not have, have uh, may not be polished in terms of his delivery, but I have to say, well, I agree with a lot of what he, what he had to say. We'll play that clip right now. This is a UFC fighter. Well, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole Russia and Ukraine situation. You know, um, here, here's my first thought is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians. I'm staying at home, and when the war comes to Arkansas, I will dig my boots in the ground, and I will die for everything I love, and I will not retreat. If this country's invaded and everybody's saying, well, we got to we gotta evacuate, we got to leave, we gotta, I will not. I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil, and I will fight for the people that I love for the land that I love and the way of life that I love. But I'm not going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a shit ton of money off of uh, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people. That's treasonous, in my opinion. Uh, So you got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if 
if Ukrainian government, if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We got veterans out here sleeping on the street, and you're going to give our freaking tax dollars to these Ukrainians? And all the, I, Brother, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm not going over there and fighting, and God bless anybody that's over there fighting, and I hope that this shit just gets solved. And Man, I don't like war. You know what I mean? I don't want people dying and all that stuff. I don't want to be... But I don't know what's going on. There's so much stuff that I think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there. And I just, I pray all those people are safe. See, that that's it right there. The, yeah. We don't really know. For all these people in America, you know, at the State of the Union, they're wearing the stand with Ukraine lapel. It's like, well, we're Americans first. Yeah. Okay? Like, I don't know that it's in our interest to be doing what we're doing, but it seems like if you disagree with, you know... Is that Smash's phone vibrating? Oh, <laughs> no, what's going on? Something's vibrating. <laughs> anyway, okay. but I'm saying, yeah, it was. See, I, okay. the, I think the point that like nobody really knows, and it's just like everyone. You get on Twitter and you do the hashtag, or you, you post a photo of your Ukrainian friend that you knew 15 years ago, and you know you talk about him or her, and it's like seriously, just everyone needs to just like a get off social media. I think that would do a lot of good. Yeah. And B, like, let's just wait and see what the facts actually are and think about, is this in our best interest to be doing this? And I don't feel like our leaders do that. And they're supposed to be the ones who have the cool heads and, you know, really are supposed to be acting on our behalf. And I just don't think that's happening right now. Don't you think uh, one could argue that Biden is sitting back because that is what he's doing? Waiting to see what the response is going to be from other countries. He just cut off Russian oil. No, he's taking steps. He's he taking affirmative Russian oil. He just fooled us into thinking. Well, he's he saying it, her. and by saying it, it has an impact. And so that's what I'm saying. Like that to me is like low hanging fruit. It's like, oh well, it's politically popular to cut off Russian oil. Well, I think we should do that. All right, let's trot him out there and announce that we're going to cut him off. Because I don't think he's really making these decisions. That's the other scary part. Like Biden is a complete buffoon. I mean, he really is. The guy, it, it, like he was a buffoon before. And now he's sort of a senile buffoon, which is really, 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 really concerning. Because, and this is what we all feared. It's like, oh, it's great. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he's old and you know may not have it all together. Like he can beat Trump, so let's let's put him out there. But now we're in a situation like we need someone who actually is coherent and can actually make informed, intelligent decisions from the White House. And I just don't think we're getting that right now. Well, we don't have that in any way whatsoever. The vice president oh, is God. totally incompetent. And <laughs> Did you see her trying to explain what Ukraine is and what, I mean, that was the just. The imagination thing. Hard, hard, to, hard, to, hard to understand how someone can reach that level. Terrible. And, Terrible. and come across. Then you got just, uh, Pelosi as the third in line in case those two fall through. Well, yeah, and I just, look, the reality is, this thing in Ukraine, I don't see it ending favorably for the U Ukrainian people. It's a people. wake up call I mean, for the world, man. So there, let's assume Russia's going to end up taking Ukraine. Do they stop there? That's what I believe is the the whole deal. They have to have Ukraine as a defense area because if they're going to have troops coming across over into Russia, they don't want anybody near Moscow. So let's do. All the land called the Ukraine. Yeah. And it's a buffer zone. Well, and they took Ukraine or they took Crimea in 2014, and you buffer see how zone. they're using that now, right? That's their amphibious zone yeah. where they can come in through the sea yep. and come up through Ukraine. I mean, they've been plotting this for yeah. for years. Right I mean, up. since they took Georgia. They did that or when they, when they went into Georgia, that was a test run. Okay, how's the world gonna react? 
Now, I, I will say, I think Putin has been surprised by the, the way the Ukrainians have fought. Zelensky obviously has been heroic in terms of sticking with, you know, staying in the country. I don't and, think he's surprised, surprised at all, man. You don't think so? No, sir. Why? Because he figures that that's going to happen. That's what you got to figure. You don't figure these people are going to lay down. You figure that they're going to fight you. Well, and his and, ace in the hole is China. Definitely an ace in the hole. Plus, he's got a, another ace, and that's the Middle East. Right, All Iran. These guys over there. You know we're still negotiating with Iran Terrible. right now. Terrible. You know that we're we're I can't literally even believe it. Yesterday, U.S. diplomats were meeting with Iranian and Russian yeah. diplomats to talk about the Iran nuclear deal. Yeah. If there were ever a moment where you said, you know what, mm, Iran having nuclear weapons, probably not a great idea because yeah. there's all this talk now of Russia having them, who you'd think would act responsibly, but we don't know in a time of crisis. So the idea that. Biden is even entertaining the idea of Iran becoming a nuclear power is total insanity. Not to mention, how can you possibly sit down with Russian diplomats when all this is going on and you're acting like we're effectively at war with Russia? It's yeah. crazy smash. I hope it all ends well. I'm, you know, the gas prices, the RV purchase is not looking great right now with the $8 gasoline coming down the pike and yeah. eight miles to the gallon. But you know Terrible. what? Still better than flying. Am I wrong? Than what? Flying. Flying. Yeah, yeah, yes and no. Here's the problem with that uh, that whole deal, man. The battlefield is no longer in the United States, no longer on the ground. The battlefield is on the Internet. If they can shut down all our shutdowns, then they win that battle. They win that war. So there's no reason to send anybody over here. All you need to do is have the threat of sending those missiles. And in the threat of sending those missiles, by the way, let me show you what I can do with some of these missiles that don't hurt. The nuclear will hurt, but let me show you what I do with these missiles that are coming over and just bombing the living daylights out of these uh, folks over there in, what's the name of that country? I can't remember. Ukraine? Ukraine, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking, I, are you talking, I need I'm some of that prevention cy from my cy mind, Cyber warfare is the real threat. Like, imagine yeah, if they could that's come the next in. War. Imagine if they could do something where, it wipes out all banking records. Yeah. Like, think about that. Your online banking, you go on, it's gone. Well, it I mean, out. it would be outer chaos. Because, I mean, really, when you think about it, our monetary system is based in large part on just faith. And, yeah. you know, it's like all sort of in the air. It's not, there's nothing, it doesn't, it's not backed by anything. Yeah. There's no gold backed yeah. money. It's all, you know, the Federal Reserve prints it. And that's what's also, when you think about all that's happened with COVID and the printing of money, the spending of trillions. It's like all of that has it devalued the U.S. dollar, mm -hmm. and we are still the standard, you know, the standard bearer in terms of currency. But what if that changes? Mm -hmm. We are screwed if that changes. Yeah. If people look to China and say, "All right, the Chinese currency or a cryptocurrency is now going to become the the you know universal standard, yeah. the global." I mean, really scary to think about. I'd prefer not. I'd rather think about RV trips and getting out and yeah. going to the A10 tournament this weekend, which is going to be great fun. You driving the RV to DC? No, I'm actually flying out tomorrow. So my family's in Florida, actually, on spring break. Oh, really? So, yeah, I, was, ah. I was supposed to be working all weekend. That was the plan because yeah. of tax season. But this trip came up. Couldn't pass it up yeah, to exactly. go to the A-10 tournament back to D.C. So well, Who are you gonna, going with? Uh, my buddy, Joe, used to be uh, the uh, team manager under Majerus. So he's a huge oh, Billikens nice. fan. Yeah. So he'll be going out with me. And, uh, yeah, it should be a good time. Beautiful. Hopefully they win. I mean, if they win, if they keep winning, we'll stay, till, we'll stay till Sunday. Yeah. Now, the Billikens, they are... And it has not happened very much in NCAA history, but they have 
two of the occurrences of winning four games in four fewer days to earn the automatic berth. That is a very rare accomplishment. I remember the team. Was it the Larry Hughes team that did it against Cincinnati? It was was two years later. It was Lorenzo Romar's first season, actually. So it would have been Troy's senior year. It was with Justin Love. Yes. 2000. Yes. And they took down the Cincinnati Bearcats. Uh, who Trayvon Martin, I believe, tore yeah, his Kenyon Martin. Trayvon, oh god, they say Kenyon. I think Kenyon, he broke his leg Kenyon, in that game. Kenyon Martin broke. His, I think he tore his Achilles. Something very, a very significant injury. And uh, the Billikens went on to win the A10. I yeah. guess then it was the conference, conference USA. USA tournament. So we'll see. We'll see if they can make a run. I think. I think they're certainly capable of it. And we'll guess we'll uh, update everyone on the DC experience next week. I I just look back in my mind's eye and remember. For four years, I hosted all the halftime shows uh, for Georgetown University. This is in the Ewing era. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what was the name? Samson um, was his adversary from the University of Virginia. What great years those were, man. I, I would love to really live those again. Because DC 101 was the voice of Georgetown basketball. Great <clears throat> so I got to, I, you just reminded me of that. I'm over here reminiscing, old man reminiscing. No, we're going to be uh, seeing the A-10 tournament, the home of the Georgetown Hoyas, the Capital One Arena. Oh, really? Formerly the Verizon Center. Yeah. Before that, I think it was the MCI Center. You know a great story mm-hmm. about that. So Ted Leonsis, who uh, owns the Washington Wizards right. and the Capitals, and he actually owns that arena in Chinatown in D.C., which used to be just a rough, rough neighborhood. I mean, they I built remember. that in the middle of Chinatown. Yeah. Um, now it's like, you know, totally everything's been developed around it. My office, when I worked for the DOJ, was actually two blocks from – the Verizon Center. Yeah. But I read a, a book by, you know, it was an autobiography of Ted Leonsis. And he said that he, at the time, he was an AOL founder executive. When he bought the Capitals and the Wizards, he had to sell off a significant chunk of his AOL stock, which at the time was still doing very well yeah. uh, in order to make that purchase. And so he did that. And like two years later, AOL completely collapsed. So in a way, he sort of bought those two franchises and the arena for almost nothing because he, had he not had that opportunity, he would have held on to the AOL stock and it would have would have cratered. And I know Smash still pays his AOL subscription, so he's still he's still four sixty two a month. <laughs> he's still <laughs> helping out the AOL. How much? Four sixty two. Oh my that, god! I get some of the extra programs. Does get that a include? Gmail account. Does that include unlimited internet, or do you only have about thirty hours a month? <laughs> Oh my God! We're gonna take Smash the Rosalitas right here after the show. We're gonna Let's go talk about getting him on a Gmail account because this is just unbelievable that you're still paying for. Have you watched AOL that account. new Lakers thing on uh, on HBO? No, but I have. You seen got the, to man. I've That's seen the previews. I watched the, it last night. I'm gonna. What's it called? Uh, the. The Lake uh, Show? Yeah. I think it's like winning it. time because, yes, for obvious reasons, right. they didn't want to call it showtime. Uh, yeah, okay. Right, right. Yeah, and that makes sense. But we'll have to check that out. We're going to go check out Rosalita's right. Cantina. You can check out Rosalita's anytime online, rosalitascantine.com. They have locations on Washington Avenue, downtown St. Louis, also in De Pere, just west of 270. Some of the greatest happy hour specials you will find around with their 4 to 7 happy hour they got the chips and salsa, the margaritas, the Cadillac fajitas. You can't go wrong fajitas. with Delicious. Rosalita's Cantina. Be sure to check them out. Going this over there? been the Mark Milton Let's Show go. with the Smash and Solly, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by stltaxlawyer.com. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements.